we really try and shift the focus to, okay, so, well, firstly, what wins have you had the last week? Where, what exercise did you feel good in? Did you maybe lift heavier than last week? Um, how is your mood? How is, how is your energy? How is your sleep? People feel a lot better by focusing on that instead of the, the measurements. Sometimes it's more just like you taking matters into your own hands. And it doesn't mean that you have to go to the side and do your own session. It's more just like you said, the mentality of, hey, I'm gonna be a little bit kinder to myself because I'm in this phase of my cycle. Welcome back to the Woman Performance Podcast. My name is Carla and I am so excited to introduce you to our first ever podcast guest. I have the pleasure of interviewing Carla Bull, who is a 21-year-old track athlete, physio student and all-female gym owner. Wow. (laughs) I don't even know how she had time for this podcast, but she made time for me in between lessons from her gym and we just had such a great time talking all about her balance as a athlete, business owner and student. And we also talked a lot about the common trends and misconceptions of owning a gym and how she helps empowers and helps her clients to create a healthy relationship with their bodies and with exercise. So I just felt really empowered and inspired after talking with Carla. It just made me, you know, really want to have more of these conversations to provide education for just females of all different ages and in all different phases of their life because there is still a huge disconnect and I think a lot of false information out there about how we should be training as females. So I really hope that you enjoy our chat and I can't wait for you to hear it. So today as our podcast guest, we have Carla Bull. Carla Bull is a 21-year-old sprinter and business owner. Carla won the store gift in 2019, which is a highly competitive and prestigious handicapped running race which sprinters only dream of winning. Carla used her prize money to open up an all-female gym in the Gold Coast called Empowered Strength and Fitness, which is aimed at creating a unique culture and community centered around empowerment. We are so excited to have a little chat with Carla today, ask her about her training as an athlete and also uh, her mission and I guess her goals for her all-female gym space, um, Empowered Strength and Fitness. And yeah, we're just going to have a great chat with her today and hopefully um, she can inspire people listening to, you know, go after their dreams and do something a little bit different because I think that what she's doing is really cool and a little bit a little bit different. Um, we're not seeing too many all-female gyms at the moment and especially for how young and still studying and still being an amazing athlete, we're, um, we're really stoked and really, really proud of her and inspired by her. So welcome to the Womb Performance Podcast, Carla. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me, Carla. <laughs> it's going to be because we do have the same name. <laughs> so exciting. Um, but let's first start off um, by talking about how it all started. So you are a, are you predominantly a track sprinter or a beach sprinter? Because there is a, um, a little bit of a difference, as we know. Yes, there is. Um, so I started doing both when I was younger, both surf life saving and on the track. 
Um, but then as I've gotten older and kind of graduating school and coming to uni, um, I really focused on the track side of the side of things. Yeah. yeah. And had you raced in the stall gift before winning um, in 2022? Um, no, I hadn't. No. So it was a new experience, new new time. Um, yeah. So it was really good. Yeah. Really good experience. Yeah. And can you just explain to us what the stall gift is for anyone who doesn't really know what that kind of like, what, what that race is and what that pro handicap racing is about? Yeah, so Victoria um, has kind of these pro races. Um, they're really they're really big, mostly in Victoria. We have some in Queensland and there's a few in New South Wales as well. Um, but Victoria runs a lot of them and it's kind of they're all handicapped races. So pretty much the way that you start the race um, is based on your personal best times from uh, like track races or beach or anything. Um, and pretty much they handicap it so that everyone should technically finish the race at the exact same time. Wow. So it just kind of comes down to, yeah. That's yeah, so it's really cool. And do they ever, like, they obviously don't get it right because, like, everyone <laughs> finishes differently. And how do they kind of work, like, work out your handicap? Um. So how do they work out your handicap? Um. Yeah, so they, they kind of have, like, a, an equation that they use is used that time um and yeah give you kind of a distance to start on yeah so obviously there's quite a lot of prize money on that race so as like a 90 where did your kind of brain go when you were like okay I've got all this money now like I've won so it's 40 grand is that correct yes yeah, yeah. so you've won 40 grand at 19 years old and you know, instead of just being like I'm going to go book a vacation in Europe and I'm going to go buy a car you decided to open up a gym so I guess like run me through the thought process with being like I think there's a gap in this market or like what kind of brought you to being like I want to open up a gym yeah um it probably started a little bit before stall where um I I was coaching at good life and I just was I have always been really passionate about coaching women and specifically getting women um involved in strength training and trying a different style of training um and so it was a bit before stall when I kind of sat down and I was like, if I win this, I want to open a studio. <laughs> um, and then it kind of got to stall and I hadn't thought about it too much in the lead up. And then it got to stall and, and yeah, I won. And I was like, I mean, that's the biggest question that everyone asks you at the end of the race is, all right, what are you doing with the money? <laughs> um, and yeah, I wasn't too sure. I knew I wanted to put it towards coaching. And um, then, yeah, I was like, yep, yeah, all right, let's do this. I'll, I'll open the studio where it's happening. Yeah. And you touched, you just mentioned there a little bit about the importance, I guess, of strength training. So what, why do you think that strength training is so important for females? And as a mo, because obviously there are so many modalities of training out there at the moment, you know, we're seeing like, high intensity training taking you know the spotlight a little bit with like our f45 movement um and we have so many gyms doing like you know those challenges and crossfit type of challenges um what i kind of what kind of was like the rationale for you being like no i want to make this more like strength based yeah yeah you're right the hit and circuit style um gyms have been such a focus lately um and just they're they're everywhere there's so many different types of them um, and so when I was coaching kind of one-on-ones, it was really interesting introducing women to the strength 
training side of things or resistance-based exercises um, and seeing kind of seeing how uh, seeing what they achieved really with that um, when they would lift a heavier weight they would feel so good and that's really the main thing is um, lifting a weight or even if they've started with body weight and then now they're lifting the barbell um, just kind of the feelings of empowerment and just happiness that they get from being able to lift those weights um, and that's aside from obviously all of the physiological um, and, and other mental and and other changes that you, you get from strength training, um, which it kind of, it definitely changes. So as the woman's body changes and as you go through your different life stages, um, the benefits of strength training that are most specific to you do change. Um, but there, there are always so many, whether it's um, just being able to go about your daily activities, lifting the kids, lifting different things throughout the day, um, as you get older, that higher bone density, um, so many different things. It's, it's really important. Yeah, and um, Carla is a physio student for anyone um, who doesn't know that. So, you know, you're right in the middle of your study where you're learning a lot about, you know, the benefits of strength training. Do you think uh, being, I think it's really interesting. So I did my, you know, degree in exercise physiology quite a few years ago now. And uh, I guess the focus of, in our degree was learning a lot about the effects of exercise on people with like chronic conditions and diseases. But what I found was that there was a little bit of a gap in studies and I guess information that was being given to us in uni about the importance of, I guess, training through the life stages and the life phases, specifically as a, as a woman. What have you found, I guess, at uni? Do you feel like at uni what you're learning, there is a little bit of a gap between what you are learning and what you know already, I guess, about the benefits of strength training across the life phases? Yeah, probably a little bit. Um, across the life phases, yeah, there's always kind of different courses where you focus on a certain demographic, um, but it's not so much the changes of exercise and how your body kind of adapts to exercise differently and or would require different styles of exercise as you go through those stages, I think is is a really big thing for people to start to learn and understand. And I guess, do you have in your in your gym? Do you have different sessions for people of different ages? Like, how do you how do you kind of group your sessions? Or does everyone is you know do you have teens and moms and postmenopause all together, or do you have them all separated? Yeah, we do have some separate. So we have a junior class and a teen class. Um, so there's just kind of all about fostering a love for movement, um, introducing them to the gym, introducing them to different techniques and kind of making the gym space just a normal space for them to be in. Um, and so that as they're getting older, when they're in kind of their 20s to kind of 40s or so, that it's just a normal place for them to be in. Um, and then kind of our main classes, we have a, just a range of different ages in those. Um yeah, they're just kind of our base classes. And then we do also have our Golden Girls classes, which is for women aged 50 and above. And that's definitely just about um, kind of increasing mobility and, as, yeah, as I said, the bone density um, and just keeping keeping women moving. Yeah. I guess at the moment what we're seeing a lot is um, the, the pre- and post-menopause 
I guess, exercise guidelines starting to change a little bit and we're seeing like a huge, I think there was a big misconception about like, you know, as, as you go into menopause that you need to reduce the intensity of your exercise, you know, because your body is going through all these hormonal changes and women aren't feeling their best. So naturally they too tend to deviate to, you know, your Pilates, which is all great forms of movement. But I think what we're finding is that there's more and more and more information coming out about the importance of strength training. Is that something that you're really focusing on in those kind of like golden girls classes? Are you still doing strength training or are you, is it more of like a lighter intensity approach? Yeah, no, we're definitely still doing strength training. We still want them um, lifting, lifting loads and having the loads on their body. Um, it's definitely in all of our classes, it's all, um, kind of go to how your body feels. So if on a day things are feeling a bit more challenging than another day, then yeah, we'll, we'll back it off and we'll control that. Um, but we still, yeah, no matter what age, we still want that, that resistance load on the body. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think that you've found the most challenging working, you know, in an all in an all female gym, especially when you're working with, you know, quite these are quite hard age groups that you're working with, especially your like teen group where you're really working on that like body empowerment and building confidence where really we are seeing more and more is that, you know, young girls going through puberty are suffering from such low self-esteem and almost like rejecting the changes that puberty is bringing on, you know, as we see that as they start to go through puberty, they start to store a little bit more fat, you know, they're experiencing hormonal changes. And we're seeing that a lot of young girls are rejecting these changes, whether that's by, you know, stopping exercise because they're too embarrassed to, you know, go out in public or play sport or eating less. Um, Is that something that you're kind of working on within those teen classes? Um, yeah, you definitely touched on like kind of the confidence levels and things like that. And that's definitely um, what we're trying to to help and to build their confidence levels. Um, and I think a big focus for our teams and for our main classes as well is that we kind of have a mantra of chase strong. So we want to chase strong and we want to come into the gym with the mentality of, of building on what we did the previous week or um, yeah, just gradually building up instead of kind of focusing on on the, our body composition changes and on the aesthetic side of things um, because we find that people enjoy their sessions a whole lot more and are less hyper-fixated on the little changes that you'll see with your body um, because, yeah, it's more of a long-term approach when you're coming in and just focusing on lifting more than you did the previous week and that really good and empowering feeling that you get with that instead of just how how your body may have changed in the last couple of weeks or so yeah yeah I love that so I'm assuming well do you guys do any body composition measurements at all um we mostly uh encourage photos if someone does have a body composition goal um then we do want to have photos so we can see that change um but definitely not for the teens or the juniors or anything like that um definitely not but coming into our main classes if that's a goal we we still want to be able to track that side of things I mean I I think that's that's important because as like in the PT space in the personal trainer space um, and even when I was going through uni a lot of the outcome measures were always you know waist circumference weight 
body composition measurements like do you still think that that's as important now or do you like like you're saying like is it just more important that the girls are getting stronger beating their pb from last week um yeah i definitely if they have a goal of body composition i think um it's important to be able to track your progress so whether it's photos or even even measurements um if that's the type of goal that you have then i think it's great to track um, but definitely not to place emphasis on that. And I think that's an issue that has come up with a lot of women coming into the studio so far that I've found um, so many people get get kind of stuck on the number on the scale or, or a certain number. And we generally don't encourage the scale measurements, but um, with the measurements and the photos, we'll, we'll take them start and end as a goal. But yeah, when they're really fixated on the number on the scale, it makes training a lot harder and they're not enjoying it. And we really try and shift the focus to, okay, so, well, firstly, what wins have you had the last week? Where, what exercise did you feel good in? Did you maybe lift heavier than last week? Um, how is your mood? How is, how is your energy? How is your sleep? So many different other things, as you mentioned. And people feel a lot better by focusing on that instead of the the measurements and type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's so cool that you're asking those questions because even like as an athlete, I think growing up, we will, I don't know about yourself, but I wasn't asked a lot of those questions. And there are days where you are having a bad day, whether it's hormonal related, whether it's energy, whether something happened at home. And we're taught so often to just push through, push through, push through. And look, sometimes you obviously have to push through as an athlete, but there are other times when it is important to back it off a little bit. So I really love that you're opening up those conversations. I think that's the main thing is that you're just opening up those conversations where, hey, it's okay to not actually feel 100% and like you're going to go lift a huge PR today. And maybe we'll just go in, see how you feel. Maybe we'll just do the same as last week or you might surprise yourself. But just taking away that expectation, I think, is such a huge um, is such a huge thing right now for, for everyone that's in the exercise and trying to get into whatever it is, whether they're lifting or whether they're doing a sport. Yeah, yeah, I think you just explained it perfectly that um... – yeah, it's it's such an important thing to just not always push through if that's if that's not how you're feeling. And and yeah, definitely on the athlete side of things, um, there are times you have to push through things, but there's there's kind of a level to that. And especially with the general population, with with women in general, um, it's something to really be mindful of. Yeah, and I noticed that on your website that you I'm not sure if you're still doing it. You do your training in two four week blocks. Is that, is that still kind of how you run your training? Yeah, so because we um, follow a resistance-based program, we want to be able to track what we do through the week. So instead of just coming in, doing a different circuit each time, um, we really want to be able to follow our progress and, and be building up. So we kind of have a four-week block of one program and then they uh, our members have an app where they kind of track the weights that they do and then each week they come back to that. And then the second four weeks um, is similar. It's kind of mostly the same exercises, but we'll change the rep ranges a bit. So whether we're targeting strength a little bit more or hypertrophy or or whatever it may be for that phase. And then at the end of those eight weeks, then we swap the program around altogether. Is there a um a kind of like a deload phase at any point within the within the eight weeks? 
Yeah, yeah. The last week of our eight weeks is our deload, um, kind of reset, get the body going again, and then kind of build back into it starting the next program. And how important do you think is that deload phase um, in your members? Have you seen that most of the time it's like well welcomed or do you feel like people's attitudes are still very much like, no, we have to push through, we have to push through? Um, there's definitely that side of we have to push through, like they're coming in for a session and, and they want to be worked really hard all the time, um, which I get. I mean, they're coming into a gym, they want to have a session. But, yeah, if they've been following the program for the last seven weeks, we generally see we see a lot of changes through those weeks and people will be able to build up for a little bit and then they'll get to a stage where they do feel fatigued and their body feels a little bit tired or it's a little bit harder to do the exercises and so when they have that deload week, they can come back the next week and when they realise how good they feel that next week, um, then they understand what it was for. Yeah, I think that's that's really cool. I'm really glad that you're seeing that that people are experiencing those shifts because they think it's it's when you go into those more commercial gyms where they're just focusing on smashing everyone each session and, you know, a lot of them, a lot of the time they just kind of have like casual walk-ins it's really easy to just get on a train of just doing these really hard sessions all the time and not actually getting a rest. And also someone, I think what's missing is people telling you, hey, it's okay to have a rest. And this is part of the program. Um, I, I think otherwise people just feel guilty and like they, the only way that they've gotten a good workout is if they've walked out absolutely like shattered and sweating. And that's not actually the case. No, yeah, definitely not. They they don't need to be. I mean, yeah, strength training in itself is like a different side of training compared to those hit circuits. But, yeah, people are starting to realise that they don't have to be trained in that way and still get a really solid workout with with really great results. Yeah. And how do you think, I think I, we haven't talked much about, I guess, you as an athlete, but how do you feel that your life as an athlete, yeah, I'm assuming, you know, you've, you've come up in the ranks of beach sprinting into track sprinting. So you've been training for most of your life now. How do you feel that your experience as a female athlete has kind of shaped um, the mission and the goal of the, of your gym? Um, yeah, I think definitely the strength side of things and really, really um, that delayed gratification has been a big thing that I've, um, instilled in the gym where you are building up week to week and you don't have to smash it out that first week we want to be building up and we want to see those gradual changes and it's those changes at the end once you get to the end of that block that you look back and go oh wow like, I've progressed that much and I think that's a big thing in in all of our training um as well to see that yeah and I think it's 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 amazing like I you're running your own gym and at the same time, you know, you're balancing your life as an athlete and as a student. Now, I guess chatting, going into a little bit more about like the hormonal side of things and the menstrual cycle is, have it, has it ever been something that you have considered or played around with in terms of your training? Do you um, either, you know, track your menstrual cycle or do you train around, train around your menstrual cycle at all? Yeah, um, it wasn't something that I ever thought about um, until probably, um, I'd say it was probably a year ago or maybe, could we just over, could we about two years ago, we had um, um, Harriet Brown come in and talk to uh, our Vikings girls group um, and I think that was such a good thing to have our coaches do 
um, to have her come in and speak about all the different changes that we may feel and maybe this is a reason why one week we might feel a bit stronger, one week we feel a bit more fatigued. Um, and it was a really eye-opening um, chat and it was really good to hear about. And then, yeah, I think ever since then it's always been something on my mind, something that I've looked to kind of plan my training around. Um, in terms of training to my cycle, um, not so much because we we just kind of follow the like the group's plan, so it's not like my plan as such. Um, but I think in terms of mentality for me, I'm a lot nicer to myself on weeks where maybe I'm just like I I lifted this weight fine last week, and now this week I just I can't lift it. <laughs> and yeah, I think it's just being there, like okay, it's okay, like. There are, there are reasons for this and, yeah, maybe um, it's this stage of the cycle so that that's definitely can explain certain things. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I think that's like – and Harriet's it's such an amazing um, exercise physiologist and female health specialist is also doing amazing things in this space of providing education and awareness. I think it's – I think that's the bottom line is especially when you do train with a group – it can be really hard to change your whole session and have your coach changing each individual female's session based on where they're at in the menstrual cycle. I mean, that would be amazing, but in in the in reality, <laughs> the groups are quite big. And so sometimes it's more just like you taking matters into your own hands. And it doesn't mean that you have to go to the side and do your own session. It's more just like you said, the mentality of hey, I'm going to be a little bit kinder to myself because I'm in this phase of my cycle. And um, like you said, oh, I was able to lift that weight last week and this week. It's it's just hurting a little bit more. And why is that? It's okay. Where am I at in my cycle? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Is this, um, are you having any of these conversations with your coach? Um, or do you still feel like there's a bit of I guess, a gap between um, what you know and your knowledge and how you're feeling to how, I guess, your coach is training you? I think our, I think we're very lucky at the Vikings. Our coach is really open to be able to discuss things like this and they, they made it clear when they had Harriet come in and talk to us that they would be there to, to chat about these things. So I think we're really lucky to have that. In saying that, it's not something that I have generally brought up with them um it it still has just been something that I've kind of thought about and taken into consideration on my own um so yeah yeah and if you don't mind me asking do you have a a natural cycle or are you um taking any are you like on the pill or do you take any contraception or have any contraception methods yeah so I'm not on a natural cycle at the moment I'm on the pill at the moment yeah, I think when I was younger, I had a lot of migraines and we kind of, I did a few tests and it, they ended up kind of being hormonal related, um, which is why I did first go on the pill when I was younger. And so I'm, I'm on it at the moment to kind of help deal with that. And I think it has dealt with that. But um, in saying that, as we kind of learn more about about our cycle and about training, um, it's something that I would like to come off of and um, really spend the time controlling my body naturally. Have you ever felt like, I mean, we still know that, we know that every pill kind of works differently and the effects that it has on the hormones, but do you feel like even still being on the pill that your cycle does impact your training and performance at all or is it is it pretty consistent across the months? When I am on the pill, yeah, I actually 
actually do think that I feel changes. Um, and I would kind of work it out and go, oh, is this this is when I would be in my cycle if it was around? Yeah. Um, which surprised me at the start because yeah, when I'm in the natural cycle, you feel all these changes and it's just the normal thing. Um, but yeah, it surprised me that I did still kind of feel the changes. Yeah. Yeah. So what we know with the pill is that um, instead of kind of having these hormonal changes throughout the month that, you know, we have a low hormone and a high hormone phase is that generally with the pill is that every day you experience almost like a little high and low hormone phase. Um, But there's still a lot of research to be done in that space. And there's still, you know, a bit of a gap between like how does um, oral oral contraceptive pills affect performance. So what we see at the moment is that it shouldn't have any impact on performance. And also without having that kind of high hormone phase, which is the luteal phase, you might kind of be avoiding that high hormone phase where things, uh, the body isn't, I guess, functioning as efficiently and recovering as well. But there's obviously still a lot to kind of be studied in terms of like longer term effects on the cycle and on on performance. But yeah, it's interesting that you still that you still feel those effects um, when the hormonal changes are a little bit different. But it just shows that I guess we we've still so much to learn about you know the effects of these artificial hormones on the body and doesn't mean that one, you know, one option is good or bad. It's more just getting a little bit more understanding about like, Hey, what is actually happening in my body? And as athletes, we're trying to get the most out of our, our, out of our training and, you know, want to get the most out of our performance. So I think it's really cool now that that stuff's coming out and to hear you talk about it from being, you know, so young and so interested in it already, I think is definitely a step in the right direction. Yeah, I think there is so much more um, learning and things that we can get out of this space. Um, there's just, yeah, so much to learn about and to, to help women understand more about their bodies. And I absolutely love um, even previous podcasts of yours, just kind of hearing you talk about it and um, and learning new things. It It is an empowering thing. It's learning new things about what is happening in your own body and seeing those changes and hearing other people's experiences with the changes as well, I think is such a big thing. Yeah. Oh, love. Thank you so much. Last question, um, a little bit all encompassing of, you know, your life as a athlete and now business owner. As a female athlete and business owner in the female health and wellness industry, where do you think that we as kind of like health professionals and I guess athletes have the most to work on for example like what issues need more awareness need to be talked about maybe need to be studied more where do you feel like the biggest gap in kind of like the education and awareness is right now oh big question (laughs) um I think I mean based on what we've spoken about so far I think the biggest thing is helping people understand what is going on with their own bodies Mm. um and and the benefits of exercise and because we we get taught a lot of different things through exercise physiology and and in physio as well um but they're not common knowledge things that that I think people really should just have access to a lot of this information about um yeah the benefits of different things how something might change their body um how their body might react in certain ways to things um or and and yeah, especially with females, there's such a big space to go into 
um, with our hormones and, and with different cycles in our training. And I think education and making information more accessible is such a big thing. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And I guess, you know, you're doing it really physically and tangibly with your gym, which is so cool. And I guess, well, that's what we're trying to do with the podcast is making it a little bit more available online too. So yeah, love what you're doing in this space. Um, And so good. And I guess what's next for Empowered Strength and Fitness? Is there anything coming up? Um, Yeah, we're just finishing off um, a really strong strength block that we've had. So next week's our last week. Um, We will do a bit of testing in that week as well. So we did like a little bit of a strength-based challenge um, for the last eight weeks to see how our members can build up. Um, And so we'll we'll retest some of those lifts next week and see how we went. Um, And then, yeah, just kind of into more of a um, a slightly less full-on strength-based program next going into summer. Yeah, yeah. Love. And what's what's coming up for you, I guess, is your is, do you have any major I think you're coming in into your season now a little bit. Um, are you going for the stall gifts next year as well? Um, yeah, coming into the season, um, I will go to, I'll probably yeah, go to stall again as well. Um, we went this year as well. It's just such a good experience and a really great team trip. So um Definitely we'll be going there. And then we've got quite a few track races planned for the start of next year um, to kind of get it kicked off on track for the season. Yeah. Yeah, love. Well, we look we, have, we look forward to really following your journey along um, as you kind of, you know, progress in your athletic career, learn a little bit more about your body too and uh, and see how kind of like, you know, I think it's really cool to be an athlete right now of all the information I'm still learning you're still learning no one's got it down packed just yet um and seeing how what more research and data comes out and how our training I think and our coaches start to approach our training I think there's um there's a long way to go but I'm really excited for for us I guess um especially being you being so young I think you know you've still got a long way to go in your career so we really look forward to following you around and, and love what you're doing with your gym and and love what you're doing for empowering women um in in the gold coast so if you did want to check out um carla's gym is it are you guys on instagram yeah empowered strength and fitness love okay well we'll definitely be following along and did you want to say anything else did you have any other things that you want to talk about um, yeah, that's all. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I, I look forward to seeing more information that you put out as well because, Aww. yeah, it's, it's such an interesting topic and I, I love learning about it. So thank you for putting that information out there as well. Oh, really oh, well, thank you for really just like, you know, you're getting in there. You're doing the hard work. You're getting in there and you're, I think your role in the industry is so important because you're really seeing firsthand, I guess, like where our issues are, what are the challenges, you know, how are these young girls coming to you? Are they are they coming with like low self-esteem? You know, what are the what are the main barriers that we need to overcome as health professionals and educators in this space is to be like, hey, actually, it's it's this issue that now we need to tackle. It's this lack of education about, you know, strength training. So um, I really love that. It seems like you're doing a really great job with the business. And um, yeah, really, really excited to see uh, see it growing. And we'll definitely be following along in your athletic journey too. Probably one other thing oh, yeah. I can say. 
But it's something that I found really interesting um, with our training is that women may come in um, and it's really interesting to see when women are aware of their bodies mm-hmm. and um, they might come in and go, oh, like I'm, I'm really struggling today. Or sometimes we've, we've actually had two members um, with with chronic um, conditions that we've, we've obviously trained around and, and try and improve with our training. Um, but it's really interesting when they come in, they're like, yeah, it's really flared up. And then they might come in two days later and go, oh, yeah, I got my period. Like it was that stage in my cycle. And it's really interesting when members can kind of put that together and go, oh, I felt this the other day. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Um, and, yes, yeah, it's, it's really interesting to see those changes happening. And, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Do you think that you would – introduce maybe like a menstrual cycle tracking um at some point in the future so that members could almost like track their cycle alongside their strength training um yeah I think that would be a really interesting space to go in and um kind of opening up that conversation further with members so yeah I think that's really interesting yeah yeah well I think like we're seeing it a little bit in like high performance sporting teams is that they're starting yeah. to, you know, make the athletes track their track their cycle. But I think it's really cool that you just mentioned that because it's like, even though a lot of, I guess, the data right now is being done on athletes and elite level athletes, the truth is that these effects, they run down to everyday individuals. And it's like, this advice isn't just for athletes. It's still for just like, everyday individuals who want to get the most out of their training and even just so they're not beating themselves up or being just aware, like you said, of like what's happening in your body, Um, you know, people with, yeah, pain, you know, is that pain worse in the luteal phase than it is in the follicular phase? And like you said, you are noticing that there are, that that there is changes in the two phases um, depending on pain level. So that's really interesting. And that's what I mean. Like, it's so cool that you're working like directly in the space at the moment. We've such a wide variety of of females because it, it gives you an opportunity to actually firsthand see like, yeah, this is actually, it's like putting like the science um, from paper to like, to like real life, you know, you're, you're seeing it in real life. Yeah, 100%. It's really interesting to see and, um to kind of yeah watch watch how members react to different things and um seeing it all happen yeah yeah I think that's so cool and obviously like do you do you only have female coaches or do you have male coaches as well uh just females just females do you think that there is um (laughs) that there should be a push for you know male coaches um to kind of be educated about this stuff because we see that a lot of the time in sporting teams and with athletes and gyms, there is predominantly like male male coaches. Yeah, um, 100%. It should definitely be um, a core concept that that you need to learn about in order to be coaching people. Um, but, yeah, no, no matter what. Um, I think having our coaches, our, our coaches are male and our physio is a male as well. And so having them kind of open up the conversation for us as a team is to go and talk to them about different things and um, provide us with the education and educating themselves on the topic as well um, has felt really good and really um, inclusive for us in the in the group. Yeah, I love that because that's the truth is that we're all still learning. Um, 
and even though we can probably all learn a bit quicker, <laughs> um, <laughs> it is the truth is that like, you know, we have to be, um, I guess, patient with our coaches and wait for like resources to come out a little bit more. But I'm really stoked to hear that your coaches initiated that themselves, that they that they know the importance of educating themselves. And I think that's definitely a step in the right direction. Yeah, I think so. It's been really good. Okay, amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I love chatting um, to you and hearing a little bit more about, you know, what's happening in like the health and wellness space as a as an all-female gym owner and also as like a as a female, as a female athlete as well. Thank you so much for having me. It was um really insightful chats. So it was good. Thank you. Oh.